Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. I have a special panel uh, today on Fostering Solutions. Um, we have four women business owners, and the they're going to be talking about a uh, Women's Business Owner Expo that's coming up in Charleston. And this episode is really entitled Black Women Succeeding in Business. In not just in business, but in business in Appalachia. So thank you all so much for making time for this conversation, ladies. And um, we're going to start out with Cassandra Leonard. She is the visionary behind the Black Women Business Owners Expo. So Cassandra, what, what compelled you to launch the expo? Well, Dr. Foster, thank you for having me on here. Um, what compelled me to um, having the Black Women's Business Owners was uh, through our Black Women's Business Owners meetings. Um, I guess I have to go back a little bit um, me being in business, I found it hard for me to find information that I needed um, for my business. So I brought together a group of like-minded business women. Um, we talked about different issues, different problems. I found people that could help us with training and information. And I, at the time, was visiting various, various um, pop-up shops exposed throughout the Kanawha Valley, Putnam County, Boone County, Fayette County, and there was a lack of a lot of African-American, most oftentimes just me by myself as the only African-American person at those events. And in talking with the ladies at, at our monthly meetings, I noticed that everyone was having an issue with getting their product out in front of an audience to sell their product, to promote their product, to promote their business, to let people know that they even existed in the area. So that compelled me to speak with uh, Apostle Beatty about using her church, the Keep Glory International Fellowship, to see if we could use their gym and their fellowship hall to set up our first Black Women's Business Owners Expo. That was a huge success. We had over 50 vendors there at that time. And it was such a great fellowship among all of us women, like-minded, trying to grow our business, trying to educate ourselves. Um, great turnout. We had over 500 people there um, at that time. It was just such a good atmosphere. Um, so it was something that I knew that I wanted to continue um, in the years to come. So how long ago was the first one? That was in 2018. Um, okay. We did it in 2018, 2019, 2020. We got stumped with COVID, so we did not get an opportunity to do it in 2020. And then we came back in 2021 and here we are in 2022 at the Charleston Town Center Mall doing our expo. So what is overall, if you were to think of, of your vision, what would you say your vision for, the, for this annual gathering is? I think my vision is to, to see people throughout the state, no matter what type of business that you're in, being able to be there, being able to set up, being able to promote their business, advertise their business, um, teach and learn from each other, learn from the seminars that are put on there at the, uh, the uh, expo, um, 
I see it growing each year, getting larger, expanding on what type of um, industries we have there uh, at the expo, but just growing and being larger um, and a statewide event. And, 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 you know, really just supporting, supporting black women in business. Yeah. Just... So, and not only black women, it's open to men also. We okay. don't we don't discriminate against men or women or any ethnicity, but we primarily focus on Black women business owners uh, throughout the area. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. So, uh, along with Cassandra, we have two um, Black women business owners with us. We've got um, Tina Beatty and Courtney Williams. Ladies, it's so wonderful to have you here as well. Why don't you, um, and let's start with, uh, with Courtney. You wanna just tell the audience about your business. Yes, ma'am, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Courtney Williams and I am the owner of Lavish. Um, it is an event venue in South Charleston, West Virginia. Also, I own Courtney's Creations, which is an event planning service um, at Lavish. We pride ourselves on having um, a charming, elegant venue here that offers um, people guest space, up to 75 guests, so they can host different events, baby showers, bridal showers. We do weddings, the full setup. Um, also, we have decor packages and event planning and coordinating services. Okay, awesome. And Tina? Hello, thank you for having me on this evening. Uh, my name is Tina Beatty. I am the owner of Nappy by Nature, Hair Salon has been in business for over 29 years on the west side of Charleston. I also have other businesses that um, that um, that I do as far as the uh, boutique, which is the, the Apostles Closet, uh, where I sell t-shirts, bling t-shirts, um, clothes, African clothes. I uh, just started a uh, a kids line so I'm getting into the kids line and okay. bling cups books oils uh, you name it that's what I'm offering in the the apostles closet I also am a uh, uh, independent consultant with paparazzi um, accessories on top of that I have uh, <laughs> just <laughs> multiple strains of income and um, also a life coach life coach trainer um i'm also with accreditation with uh, accreditation uh business in accrediting um schools or uh any type of program that you may have so i'm part i partner with uh uh cls cls academy so there's a lot of other businesses that i'm doing and um so it's just to keep it going and to keep the business flowing, being an entrepreneur, having multiple streams of income. That's the way to be. That's the way to be. Cassandra, why don't you tell the audience about your business? Well, um, as I said, my name is Cassandra Leonard. I own Silhouette Boutique in the Charleston Town Center Mall. Um, we actually started in 2014 as an online boutique. We then moved to a mobile boutique. Uh, we have a 16-foot bread truck in which we converted to a um, mobile boutique store. Um, in 2019, we went into the Charleston Town Center Mall and we've been housed there ever since. And I also own Kickstart West Virginia with it's a rental scooter company um, that we have housed in St. Albans, West Virginia. Oh, that, that's new. So how, how long ago has that one been around? The, 
Kickstart. We opened Kickstart. Yeah, we opened Kickstart in August of this year. Um, we started with 60 units. Of, of 2021. Now, That's 2021. Of 2021, just yeah. past August. And um, we just got an, another 60 units in. So we've been doing really great. So we'll have 120 units in the St. Albans area. And we hope to expand this coming summer into some of the other surrounding cities. Wonderful, wonderful. So what, and we could start with Cassandra this time. What prompted you to um, become a business owner? Cause you, you know, working in a, you know, a regular night. I work, yeah, I know. Um, so I what, work full time. You know, what inspired you to, to become a business owner? I think originally it was the empty nest syndrome for me. Um, mm -hmm. My children had graduated high school, off to college. I was here by myself trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do in the second half of my life. And I knew I didn't want to work uh, for the company that I'll currently work for for the rest of my life or until I retired. So I started looking into different aspects of, of owning my own business. And I love clothes. I love shopping. So why not get into that? Um, side of the business. So I did my research. I did my research. I think I spent like six months researching. That's important to say, isn't it? Doing your together. research. Yes. Doing your research. Mm -hmm. uh, I did my research. I found um, all the information that I believed that I needed at the time. I just didn't realize that I needed much more information. Um, and I um, launched my first online site. I actually the, I actually did all the research and built my own website Oh wow! <laughs> at the time. Um, and I've learned even more since then about building a, a website. So that's what initially uh, got me into being a business owner. The second business, it was an opportunity to partner with my son to teach him um, about being an independent business owner and being an entrepreneur and having a second stream while he works full time, having a second stream of income and the pride that you get out of actually owning your own piece of something. Mm -hmm. There's there's something to be said about being an entrepreneur and owning your own. No one can come in and take this away from you. You can you can be as successful as you want to be based on the time, the energy, and the commitment that you make to that business. And that was something that I wanted him to get get across to him. You're spending 60 hours for somebody else. Um, and, and yes, you're getting paid for those 60 hours. But how about, let's cut that down to 40 hours. Let's take those 20 hours and let's put it into your own business and let's see how successful that could be for you. That is great parenting right there. Tina, why did you become, because you've been in business, I think the longest. Mm -hmm. um, why did you decide to become a, a business owner and not just work a nine to five? Uh, well, I was married. For one thing, I was married. I had four kids. So that was a lot. Being married, having four kids, and I was working uh, in the mall at um, JCPenney's. And I just decided that I wanted to have my own business because I wanted to have more flexible hours, you know, having four children. I was 25 years old, married and four kids. So, and to start out and have my own business at 25, so having that flexibility and work my own hours and make my own money. But as um, Sam was saying, you know, Cassandra was saying is, you know, it's just something about having your own. Mm -hmm. And once I began to um, just 
began to look at it, you know, not really study. I didn't get to do the studying part uh, as what uh, Cassandra said, you know, research and everything. I didn't do that. I just had a vision and I just went with it. It was just after that determination of what I wanted, I didn't count on, really count up the cost. I really didn't do, <laughs> you know, just knew what I was getting into. I just did it you know, based upon what, just upon a vision and just wrote it down and just went forward. And I knew it'd be better for me because that way I can spend time with the family, but it kind of just takes at that time, you know, you worked a lot, especially yeah. in owning your own business. You think you have the time to, mm -hmm. to set aside, but really you put a lot of time into owning your own business because it's yours and you have to make it what you want it to be. So there's some times and some late nights, you know, staying late, you know, getting up early or your money has to go first to make sure that the business succeeds. Right. So it's a lot of things that, you know, in starting out that I didn't prepare for and I didn't know, but I, as I, um, the years went by, you know, by experience, you know what to do and uh, what to do to get better at um, being a business owner. Yeah, lots of sacrifices involved because if yeah. the buck stops with you, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. So, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Courtney, you are the newest business owner of the group. I am. <laughs> so what, what inspired you to, to launch uh, Lavish and your event planning yes, company? So my event planning business just started in July of 2021 and Lavish just um, opened in December of 2021. Okay. So I'm very new, <laughs> um, but I became a business owner because I knew I had a vision and a purpose that could help my community and provide a better life for my family. Um, with, with my services, I've been able to provide um, things for the community like a father-daughter prom and I have a mother-son prom coming up. And uh, just different things like tea parties and second chance proms and things like that. Things that our city has really needed and, and thirsted for that we haven't been able to receive that now we do. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So um, in any journey, I mean, everything is never all, you know, peaches and cream all the time. We all go through challenges. Um, Tina, maybe you could start with this one. What has your journey as a Black business owner in West Virginia been like? And are there hurdles and challenges you had to overcome along the way? Yes. Um, you know, once I made that decision to open up my business, and um, like I said, I didn't really prepare. I just went with the vision. Mm -hmm. But over time, you know, um, having to overcome, you know, not having, you know, you had customers and customers left or um, they, you either you get, you get sick or the, the weather. It's just like those challenges, those changes that took place within the business, you had to really um, find out what else to do mm -hmm. to, to fill in the gap, you know? So those were mainly the, the, uh, the challenges that you couldn't, uh, that just happened, you know, you couldn't really, you know, if it's a, a winter storm, then there's no work. Mother nature, how do you fight that? Right? Mother nature, you just can't, 
just say, hey, how how am I uh, make this money? You know, mm-hmm. uh, what's the goal? What is said? This bill has to be paid. You know, the rent still has to be paid with the challenges and things that um, you come up against in business. So really just overcoming that by having a plan, having a strategy or having another uh, income. Mm-hmm. having another income you know being in the hair business and um if the shop was closed it was good to have a product you know so right. you could really have different out of the uh, a business you can have multiple streams of income but being a hairdresser if i had went and just had a product you know i could have sold a product mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. had the boutique in the club you know can be selling online just with um cassandra and what she was you know how she started out so mm-hmm. You really have to find out what's going to work. So those were the challenges that I wasn't prepared for as far as, you know, customers may move or they may go to another stylist or, um, you know, beauticians may start their own business. So those were really, which was good for them to start their own business, but you just have to learn how to overcome that, pick up the pieces and keep it moving. And just not stop it every because things are going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, along the way. But you just uh, have to know how to o- overcome it and don't give up. Don't be discouraged over what happens because life happens. And in people's lives, they begin to things happen in their lives. So you can't really be upset with what happens. You just have to know how to persevere and keep going. Keep pressing on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cassandra, you talk about you've been, you know, doing doing this for a while. You've, you know, moved from step to step. What challenges or like how has your journey been? I think for me, um, I'm not for one of the challenges, uh, social media over the years, you know, I wasn't a big social media person. So I have to, I've had to learn how to adapt to the changes that go along with social media. And it's a fast moving um target because yeah. next month there'll be a new tiktok instagram <laughs> Facebook, something, yeah. something else out new so for me it's been um changing and adapting to the world of of your industry uh fast fashion is very up and and it's it's changing every week what what was in last week is out this week what was mm-hmm. out last week is is back in this week and and so it's been adapting and changing to the environment of my customers and finding their, when I think I have my niche in my customer, then that niche actually moves. Uh, I, I thought I had a niche in my customer base that I had when I was uh, online and in my mobile boutique, but then I moved to the town center mall and there's a different, there's a different customer here. There's a different niche here. I have to change. I have to adapt to this environment to fit in with what these individual people here that are visiting my platform, my, my business um, has done. So challenges have been for me changing and adapting and learning new things. But as I always go back to, I always try to do my research. I try to educate myself on what's going on and to just try to move forward and find those individuals that can assist me and help me with mm-hmm. those challenges. That I don't know what the newest styles are, but I have two girls that are 19, 18, 19 years old, and they can show me, you know, what they're wanting uh, to wear. So that, that helps is, is with, with facing those challenges. Um, but adapting and, and moving forward 
and, and moving with the industry. Okay, okay. Now, Courtney, you're still new. So how, how have things been since July? Um, yes, ma'am. So since July, I have done 283 events. And I since have, July? Oh my goodness. Yes, wow, wow, that's great. Um, yeah. I am wow. already booked out until October of 2023. Oh my um, goodness, so that's awesome. Who knew it, we needed that much events? <laughs> it's, it's truly been a blessing. Um, like I said, where I've had so many events and things like that, for me, it's learning to not stretch, uh, stretch myself so thin. Mm -hmm. um, I am the only one in this area who does what I do. Um, mm -hmm. So my phone rings all day long and it's learning to say, you know, I already had this on this day. Let me say no, as opposed to keep wearing myself out. I want to make sure that I give my customers 100% at all times. So. That is a that is a great problem to have, but you, but you've yeah. got to be careful about that self care. So yes, absolutely. Um, so what advice? And I'll just open it up to whoever wants to speak. What advice do you have for that black woman, that woman out there who is really thinking about starting a business? What what are some one or two I'll tips that you have for her? Yeah. Um. I'll go first. Um, do your, as I said in the past, do your research. Uh, it's so often what what I find myself uh, having is while I'm at my store, I have a lot of people to come in to talk to me and they'll ask me questions in regards to my business. And I find that they're questions that if they just simply stopped and did a little bit of research, they would know those answers. So you, if you really, really want to do this, you have to stop, you have to be diligent about it. You have to do your research. You've got to do the homework. You've got to talk to people who are in the industry. You have to find out what they've done right, what they've done wrong, what would they change and do better. You really, truly have to do your homework before you spend your money. Cause um, I started my business on $500. I wasted $500 10 times over in making mistakes over over the course of the last uh, years. But if you do your homework, you can eliminate those those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? What advice um, do you have? I, I would say just uh, start with your vision, um, create a plan and make sure that you stay in a realistic time frame. Um, know that things take time know that some things are faster than others, but when you're making your plans, be okay and be accessible with knowing that sometimes things have to change in order for things mm -hmm. to go the way that you want mm -hmm. them to. So flexible, be, being flexible, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tina, you wanna throw, you wanna throw some in there? Yes, um, I would say uh, be balanced, prioritize your life, you mm -hmm. know, um, mm -hmm. set goals, weekly goals, uh, monthly goals, uh, yearly goals, just um, know where you're going. You know, when you set those goals, then you're able to work towards that goal, whether it's a week or a month or a year, mm -hmm. so that that way you can kind of weigh it out and to see where you are, where you need to come up or where you need to maybe um, some things you may not need to do that uh, that's not helping or uh, causing you to move forward or do it 
your best the best way that you can. If it, if if it's not enough, then you need to add more. Also, something um, I would say is get to know some people, as um, Cassandra was saying, you know, that will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, hold you accountable to what it is that you're doing uh, in the business, as well as you know whether that be a friend, a family member, a business coach, a mentor just really having somebody that you that can hold you accountable so that you can continue to move forward um and um i will also say take advantage of every business opportunity that comes your way mm-hmm. you know don't think that you're above it even if you know it go yeah. and sit down and, and hear it again because it mm-hmm. may be something that you will get out of it that you didn't get before you mm-hmm. know and really just stay in a a, a place a, um be a student you know, yeah. have a lifelong learning, mm-hmm. you know, always learning, you know, not don't be humble. Don't put yourself up there. Just be humble, be teachable and be accountable to somebody so that they, to somebody that can tell you if you, um, you know, how am I doing? OK, we'll do it this way. OK, well, you falling off, you know, so that mm-hmm. they don't leave you behind, but just yeah. begin to, you know, um, help you along the way because they may have been where you're trying to get to. And you may not have to go through what they went through had you been, uh, had a mentor, had somebody to look Mm -hmm. up to or to help you along the way. Yeah, being coachable, definitely. That's very- You know, and I I say this, um, when you said, I just got my first mentor. um, Mm. And um, the lady that I picked is like in the boutique industry, she's like, one of the gurus of the boutique industry and I've been trying to get into her mentor class for four years um but the information that I learned in the first session with her mm-hmm. I you know have you ever been where, where you thought you knew but when you sit down and talk to somebody that really knows yeah you, you say I've been missing a ball so I, that mentorship is is something that is really important mm-hmm. absolutely Complete this statement. I can be more successful if, how would you complete that statement, Courtney? I can be more successful if I stop being so afraid of my own success. Mm -hmm. Um, I still work a nine to five with my business. And there's so many times that I'm, I'm blessed with opportunities to say, I don't have to work my nine to five anymore but I'm too afraid to take that plunge um, <laughs> instead of just going through and, and seeing what, what God has for me and my purpose with my business. That's, that's good. And, and as you mentioned, God is a person of faith. God will tell you when. So just, you know, trust and that he'll, he'll give you that guidance. Um, Tina, I can be more successful if. Uh, if I just stay the course. Mm-hmm. Just stay the course by staying in his will. That's right. As long as I stay in his will, stay in God's will, everything is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And I continue to be successful in what it is that he's called me to do and to do concerning business and marketplace ministry, what, whatever. Just staying in his will, just That's to stay right. like Absolutely. Cassandra, I can be more successful I, if. Yeah, I, I think. Um, for me, I think if I get out of my own way sometimes, um, 
sometimes um, I'm not willing to let go of things that I can let other people do mm -hmm. um, to help me be more successful. Uh, I know what I want. Um, I'm scared that if I give it to you, you're not going to do it the way I want. But sometimes I, I know that I need to let go and let others help and let others be a part of what's going on. So I think if I could get out of my own way, state of course, um, I think that I can increase my success in business. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that'll, that'll come with time. That'll come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the business so ownership is not easy by any means. So what keeps you moving forward as you deal with challenges, as you deal with life balance, as you deal with, you know, pivoting with COVID, what keeps you moving forward? Tina, you want to go first? Um, just knowing that I have um, a business, family, mm -hmm. um, family, friends, customers, it keeps me going. Um, just to know I have something put in front of me or there's an assignment put in front of me that, that, that has to be completed or right. that customer that comes in that um, keeps me moving forward. Yeah, I want to, yes, I want to quit. Yes, I want to <laughs> stop doing hair. I've been doing it for uh, at least 35 years, at least 35 years. But um, what keeps me coming back is my customers. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord hasn't told me that is to stop completely. He hasn't. So yeah. just I value my customers, you know, to see that they um, have been faithful. They have been committed all these years. There's some that I have done for since I got, well, let me see if it is some, no, some, no. I was going to say some that's been there since I got started, but I think some of them have already passed, but they've been there a long time. And for me to just bail out and just go, okay, I don't want to, no, I can't do it. So just to know that my customers are there, that they're pleased, they're, they're supportive, they're, you know, faithful. I, I, I value that. And it, it keeps me coming back to the shop, you know, as, as far as hair, you know, the beauty shop to come, even if it's 10 people, one person or 20 or 50 people is that the customers, you know, and to see that they leave out happy and that they're, you know, they beautiful anyway. So, and just to help enhance the beauty that's already there, that keeps me going back. Okay, okay. Cassandra, what keeps you moving forward? I think my vision of, of what I want and um, for myself um, in the future uh, keeps me going. Um, as as uh, Tina said, customers, when people come in and speak to you and, and they give the, the praise that they, they put, they, um, provide you or the information that they provide you about the service that you provide is really helpful in motivating you mm -hmm. to be um, successful and to carry on with what you're doing. Because there's been times when I, and I've been like, oh, I'm done with this. You know, I don't, I don't really need this. I'm going back Monday through Friday and, and call it quits. I, I'm in here in the evenings. I'm here on the weekends. I'm here all the time. I said, so that is probably for me is the customers and knowing what I want for myself in the future. Mm 
is what keeps me going. Awesome. Courtney, what keeps you moving forward? You're still, you know, fairly new in business, but you, you're doing wonderfully. So what, what is keeping you? Yes, ma'am. I have a, a two-year-old and a 10-month-old. So okay. half the time my two-year-old is with me at events and just hearing her telling me that things look beautiful and things of that sort, that keeps me going. And also, I hate to tell my age and also Miss Beatty's age, but I remember being a little girl and nappy by nature. That was the first place I ever got my first pressing curl. They gave me my oh, first wow. term. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember oh, going to events and things and seeing um, Cassandra's uh, truck out there and having people lined up to buy her clothes and things. So just knowing that I'm on platforms with um, with these two great business women just lets me know that I got to keep going and keep pushing myself so that I can continue to do these types of things. So now, so they're your role models. Who that, that's exactly okay? Look at that. That is awesome. So when yes, we wind down the conversation, just you know, reflect on you know your business journey. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first launched? And Courtney, why don't you go first? Like, what do you um, know now that you wish you, you, you knew back then? I wish I knew that there were people who wanted to help, that there are mm. resources, that I don't have to do everything by myself. I don't have to go through everything alone. Um, there's mentorship programs. There are the one-step business program. Um, who have people there to guide you that you do not have to do this by yourself. If, if starting a business is something that you're serious about, mm -hmm. there are places you can go and resources that you can get so you don't have to do this alone. Awesome. Cassandra, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first launched? And I think I'll piggyback off of what uh, Courtney said um, about resources being available to you um, that, that they were out there and available to you um, but you have to you have to look for them. You have to seek them out. They're not going to be sitting straight in front of you. They're not going to be calling your name. They're not going to be knocking on your door saying, you know, Miss Leonard, we know you got a business. We want to help you. It's it's not like that. You you've got to put forth an effort to find that. And and that is what I wish I knew when I first launched versus four years after I I was in business. Okay. Tina, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first launched your first business? Well, um, okay, my first business, okay. Um, I wish after I had launched the first business that I would have taken up another trade mm. and um, to, to have something to fall back on, mm -hmm. you know, in, in cases like this where we're in a pandemic or um, uh, a pandemic or, you know, like I said, customers may leave or stylists may open their own business or I may have health issues, which that came about and it made it hard to work and I didn't have anything to fall back on. And I wish I had learned that or knew that, you know, that I just didn't do just hair. You know, I didn't just do hair, hair, you know, hair going to, trade shows, you know, work, I mean, just taking classes and everything, perfecting the gift, you know, and all of that is great, but that's all I knew. So when 
-hmm. when challenges came, when things began to happen, I didn't have any other trade. I didn't have anything to fall back on. That's all I knew. So for me, you know, when, when I got a revelation about that, when stuff started happening mm -hmm. and that's all I knew, I couldn't go in. I didn't, you know, I can type, I can pick, right. but I can't type, <laughs> you know, that's a difference. You know, <laughs> I can't go into the medical field. I don't know nothing about, it's, it's hard dealing with computer. You know, I just didn't do the extra that would have benefit me in between slow times or having to sit down, maybe go to another job or to, you had to work through the pain of right, being on your, you know, a bad back because I was getting, you know, shots in my back and everything. So things begin to, body begin to break down. Things begin to happen. So, but I did, that's all I knew. So I had to press through. So mm -hmm. that's why now I have multiple streams of income, you know, and really going about it so when the pandemic hit, it's like, okay, I can sell jewelry. I can um, uh, sell clothes. I can make t-shirts. So mm -hmm. that's what, you know, knowing now, you know, I wish I knew it then, else I would have got the training to make sure. I wouldn't have just put all, as I say, all your eggs in one basket. I wouldn't have done that. I would have done a lot of things differently, you know, had I known. But back then, you know, who did, I mean, there were entrepreneurs out there, but, you know, I didn't, I just, I just jumped out there and they just, just did it. So I just that's like diversifying, diversifying your, your endeavors. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. So let's kind of pivot back to the event. You're all going to be a part of the um, Black Women Business Owners Expo that's happening on February 19th and 20th. So uh, Cassandra, you're the, you know, this is your baby. You wanna talk some more about what people can expect when they come on um, the 19th and 20th to the well, Charleston Town okay. Center Mall. Yep, it's, it's at the Charleston Town Center Mall. It's um, February the 19th and 20th. Um, the 19th is from 11 to seven. The 20th is from 1230 to six. Um, we've got, um, right now, I've got 50 vendors. Wow. We set up there. We have um, hairstylists. We have um, individuals selling oils, T-shirts, clothes, jewelry, um, body butters. We had a gaming company there that's owned by my, a minority uh, business, a Black business owner. Um, we have fun fit for kids that, that is there. Um, RBG print is there. Um, we have, um, like I said, 50 business owners, everything from an accountant that's there, an insurance company that's there, all owned by African-American Black um, um, business owners. And then center stage, um, we will have seminars going on. We'll start off at 11 a.m. with uh, Tim Williams. He'll do a Zumba class. Um, oh, Tim Wilburn. We will Tim. have this. Tim Wilburn, yeah, Wilburn, yes, yes, Wilburn, yeah, yeah. He will be there at eleven doing his his energy, get us all energized and energetic um, that morning <laughs> with his Zoom class. Um, at noontime, we'll have the city of Charleston and talking about their um, home buying program that they have, the mayor's program uh, that they have, and the home buying program for the west side of Charleston. Um, and then we'll have RCCR talking about their home buying program and Melanie Jordan 
talking about uh, home buying with uh, Brickshire Realtor. Um, after that, we'll have a credit repair session with the West Virginia Women's uh, Business Center and Unlimited um, Unlimited um, oh, I hate Unlimited Futures. Is it Futures, Unlimited, Unlimited yeah. Futures, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember their name. Um, Unlimited Futures. Um, we're going to do spotlights on some of the vendors that are there. Um, PAC will be there. Reverend uh, Patterson will be doing a seminar at 2.30. Um, we'll then do a, a few more spotlights on the vendors. Um, at 4 p.m., we have Bridge Valley that um, is there talking about their educational programs that they have. We'll have a couple of, of individuals there telling you how to sign up for scholarship programs that they have available for students. Um, students um, at five will have she versus her. She'll, they'll have a makeup session and a hair, hair um, care um, session. And at 6 p.m. we'll have a, a W3 dance team performing for us there at the location. We have packed there all day doing um, COVID testing and giving COVID shots. Um, at the location, okay? And uh, we've got the West Virginia, um, the West Virginia uh, Women's um, Business Center will be there all day to talk to business owners um, about what they offer the uh, women in West Virginia. So you'll get to speak with them and talk with them also, okay? Um, so we have a lot of things going yeah. on. Um, there at the expo, we are really, really excited about this year's event. Sounds like it's a great event, and it starts on February um, 19th, and it's also, that's a Saturday, and then February 20th, starting at 11 o'clock on both days? No, at 11 o'clock on Saturday and 12.30 on Sunday. 12.30 on Sunday, okay. Mm -hmm. So if you've been thinking about a, a starting a business or you want to be inspired by women who are in business so that you can get going with, with yours, that's the place to be. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate you for taking a few minutes to talk about your experience as a, uh, a, woman, as a woman in business. And um, I wish you all the best with the expo and with your business ventures. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you.